Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee faithfully served the Lord for more than seven decades, co-laboring with Watchman Nee in China in the first half of the 20th century, before continuing his ministry in Taiwan, later in America, and eventually over the entire earth. He spoke these weekly Life Study messages before thousands of people, and much of his speaking has been published as over 400 titles. These life studies are perhaps his most significant work, taking 21 years for him to complete, and we're happy today to be able to bring you selected portions from those messages. If you'd like to find out more about his ministry, about the life studies themselves, and Living Stream Ministry, please visit our website, lsm.org. Now let's join today's program. The book of Leviticus tells us in clear and very vivid pictures the way for us as God's holy people to live a holy life. There are so many helpful and practical items here that can impact our spiritual life, and they're depicted in these chapters and in these life study messages. And we have to say these have been an immeasurable insight into the meaning of these passages. We come to another remarkable portion today from Leviticus chapter 15, and Ed Marks has returned to help us with this uh, very interesting portion. Welcome back, Adam. Glad to have you on this one. Yeah, Chris, it's really good to be back, and I think you'd agree with me. I think this life study of Leviticus has been quite remarkable. And again, uh, the Old Testament is so helpful because what we have in the Old Testament is the types, the pictures of Christ and of the spiritual life that can help us so much live the Christian life. And I think uh, that maxim really holds true that a picture is worth a thousand words. And we'll see another marvelous picture today that will really help us in our Christian life. Ed, in our program today, we come to chapter 15, as we mentioned. It's a difficult chapter for many people to deal with because it covers in very graphic detail a distasteful topic uh, outwardly or at first uh, at first glance. And that is, it has to do with the various discharges from the human body. Ed, this section of Leviticus on the holy living of God's people gives us a number of things from which we as God's people need to keep ourselves. Uh, We've seen three so far. The fourth one is this one on bodily discharges. Review, before we get to this, review these first three. And you mentioned this a moment ago about how the Old Testament is a book of pictures and types. Um, Maybe you could develop that principle for us. I think that will help any new listeners that we might have just joining us. Right. Well, Chris, so far, when we talked about this section in Leviticus about the holy living of God's people, we see this beginning with Leviticus 11, which shows the holy diet, what people should eat and what people shouldn't eat. And we saw that this signifies our contact with people. When we contact people, we take what they're constituted with and it gets inside of us and it affects us. So the people we associate with should be people who love the Lord, who pursue the Lord, who are in the word of God, who have a holy life. Uh, Paul said evil companionships corrupt good morals, Mm -hmm. and we need to pursue Christ with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So we saw this. Then we saw another portion in Leviticus that talked about the uncleanness of our birth. And even in Psalm 51, David says, in sin did my mother conceive me. So we need to realize that the source, even our whole natural being is unclean. 
Then the third thing we saw is this type of leprosy. When in a sense all of us are lepers and we need to be cleansed of that leprosy uh, with the blood of Christ and with the spirit of life so that we can uh, live a life that's not leprous. Anyway, this is what we've seen so far. And now we're on the unclean discharges that come out from man. And I think we'll get a lot of practical help here. Okay, let's just look at a couple of very short verses at the beginning of chapter 15. Uh, Verse 1 and 2, Then Jehovah spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When any man has a discharge from his body, his discharge is unclean. And rather than focus on these literally, of course, we want to see the spiritual significance behind these. Pictures also, Ed, that give us a lot of insight into our own condition, don't they? Right, right, Chris. This will be a great help to us, like I said. Let's go to Witness Lee. This book, as we have seen in this section, intends to give us a way to live a holy life as God's holy people. If we are going to do this, we have to realize four things we are involved in. Number one, to contact people. This is common. This is popular. Number two, concerning our birds, which is unclean. The birds, the source, the origin of our being is unclean. Then our condition is just full of leprosy. This is the third problem. Now, another one, that is our discharges. Regardless, what kind of person? You discharge something. You have discharges. Whatever discharge we could have, or we will have, it is altogether unclean. It is not only unclean, it is contagious. So, in this chapter, it charges us to stay away from any kind of discharge that comes out of the human body. Be careful. Be aware of this trouble. And you have to be on alert all the time to stay away, to keep yourself all the time away from such a contagious problem. Ed, I think it's important to keep in mind that this section of Leviticus, as you said earlier, deals with the holy living of God's holy people. And we're seeing item after item of the negative, uh, the contaminating things that are portrayed in these types and pictures. Now we come to these discharges of our physical body. Chapter 15 is very graphic. It's almost hard to read. But nonetheless, we have to confess this is the Bible. This is God's Word. Uh, There must be something here for us for him to uh, include it in his divine revelation. Yes, there is, Chris. I'd like to apply this in a practical way to us. These discharges that come out of the body, they signify that anything that comes out of our natural life and our natural constitution is unclean in God's eyes. Now, you know, how does this apply to our daily life, even to our serving the Lord? You know, when we serve the Lord, we might have a lot of natural ability, natural strength, But our service from the Lord shouldn't originate from anything that's natural with us. And, Chris, I would like to say this. This really helped me very much in my Christian life. You know, um, I think we need to remember uh, three points, that anything we do for the Lord or when we live out the Lord, it should have the Lord as the source. 
Even when we serve the Lord, the initiation of our work for the Lord should have God as its source. That's the first thing. We shouldn't be the source. That's why before this program, you and I and the, and the brothers who are on this program with you, we always pray. We pray very much for this program, and we pray before we get on the air here because we don't want what we're saying and what we're doing here to have us as the source because we realize whatever comes out of our natural life, our natural constitution, even it's our natural ability, our natural strength, our natural energy, that is an unclean discharge in God's eyes. So we want God to be the source of all that we do. Then that's the initiation of everything. Then what should be the means of what we do? It should be, we should do everything by the Spirit. God, the Spirit, should be our means. We should do everything by Him, everything through Him. Even in the work, even in our service for Him, He has to be the means by which we do things. And then finally, the result of what we do and what we are should be God's glory. What is God's glory? God's glory is when God is expressed, he's glorified. See, if we're on this program and we express ourselves, we express our capability, we express what we do, then we get the glory. God doesn't get the glory. So, Chris, I think this is very practical that we don't want anything to be discharged out of our natural life, our natural constitution. This is unclean in God's eyes. And, Chris, I think practically this is why we need to pray, why we need to pray in the morning, have a time of prayer in the morning, and why we need to pray even before we do anything. We serve the Lord so that everything comes out from him as the source. You know, in speaking the gospel even to our friends or coworkers or our neighbors or someone we know, oftentimes we will give what we think is quite a wonderful word and hit all the right points and yet nothing happens. Whereas other times we may fumble and have almost nothing uh, very coherent to say, but yet the person gets saved. The situation here is all determined by the source, as you just pointed out. Maybe that really good gospel message we gave had a natural source, so it was an unclean discharge. Whereas before, we may have been enjoying the Lord, and though we might have not spoken all the words that we wish we had, the result is the person gets saved. Exactly, Chris. And I think the Lord really honors our prayer. When we pray, we're saying, Lord, I don't want anything to proceed out from me. I want it all to proceed out from you. And that's where the blessing is, even in the gospel, as you illustrated. And if we continue in this chapter again and again, we see that uh, after washing, the person who touches anything pertaining to one of these unclean discharges, even though they have been washed, they remain unclean until evening. Verse 7 says, And whoever touches the flesh of the one who has the discharge shall wash his clothes and bathe in water and be unclean until the evening. This is another significant point, which we'll find out in this section just ahead. Not only dealing with our outward living and behavior and all the media through which man's natural life is contacted, but also dealing with ourselves by washing in the water of life, in the word of God, purge away anything that is affected by our natural life. We need the cross of Christ to end our old life, and we need the resurrection of Christ to have a new beginning. For today's, we need what? We need the water of life. And then we know this is the spirit, the washing spirit and the cleansing spirit. We also need the word 
because the cleansing spirit of life is actually embodied in the word. This is why whenever we come to the word in our spirit, we touch something within the word that cleanses us, that washes us. Not only at the time when we are there in the word, even after the time, the whole day, maybe the following days, this washing still continues to go on within our being. So we need the cross and resurrection of Christ. We need the Holy Spirit and the water of life in the word of God. Now we should come to the word of God. All these purge away anything that is affected by our natural life. Yeah, there were a few things here. The cleansing involved this washing of the clothes and bathing in the pure water. Let's talk about the significance of these items. Yes, well, Chris, you know, with the the way to deal with the discharges, you have to wash your clothes and bathe in water. And that washing signifies the washing and cleansing spirit of life embodied in the Word of God. Ephesians 5.26 speaks of the washing of the water in the Word. Chris, I can't emphasize enough how important it is as Christians for us to be in the Word every day. In the Word, there is the washing water. This washing water is the washing spirit of life. In this spirit are all the ingredients of Christ's person and work with the elements of the cross and his resurrection. So if we want to enjoy all of this, what should we do? Ephesians 5.26 is a huge verse in the Bible where it tells us we can be prepared to be the bride of Christ by being sanctified, cleansed by the washing of the water in the word. I just want to encourage you. You're listening to this broadcast. We need to have a fresh consecration. Lord, I want to be a person who is in your word every day. I would just say this firstly, read the Bible every day. Even you say, well, I read it, I don't understand what I'm reading. But you still get washed. I remember one time, uh, this, uh, this story is marvelous, this sister came to watch my knee, and she said to him, she goes, you know, I don't remember anything. I read the Bible, but I don't remember anything. And he said to her, he said, well, he likened it to, you know, in, in China in those days, they used to take uh, wicker baskets, like a bamboo basket full of rice, take it down to the river, and they would put the basket in the river in order to wash the rice. Well, all the water came out of the basket, and what you had essentially was clean rice. And he told his sister, he said, well, all the water leaks out. In other words, you may not remember anything, right. but you get cleansed, you get clean. You get clean. And what happens is the element of Christ gets imparted into you to sanctify you, to saturate you with God's holy nature and to transform you metabolically so that you can become a part of his glorious bride. You know, our experience that I think many people, we have the similar experience. We may have spent time reading a chapter or a portion and we come away. We didn't remember much. We didn't get impressed or overwhelmed or inspired. But yet, at another time, in a certain environment or, or situation, something comes, and it's the Word, and we realize it really was there. So not only do we get washed, even though we might not have a conscious realization, still there's the deposit. Exactly. There's the deposit, and there's the purification that yeah. purifies us and cleanses us from all the natural things in our being. So we need to love the Word of God and be in the Word of God every day. 
Ed, in our last session today, we're going to see how serious what issues out of our natural life really is. This is uh, very striking, and it will impact us a lot. Let's go back to Witness Lee. We should be a person that is fully dealt with in our natural life. By the cross of Christ, and by the resurrection of Christ, and by His Spirit, with His divine life, that we can touch all the things in the Holy Word to be holy, to be fully dealt with, that we could stay away from all the filthiness of our human natural discharges. Discharges themselves are not so serious as leprosy. But the effect, the effect of our human natural discharge are more serious than leprosy. This is realized by our experiences. You are a very good person, altogether not leprous. You don't have leprosy. You're a complete, perfect person. Yet, while you are being complete, perfect, with nothing wrong, while you are so, you discharge. With your family, you have discharges. With the church members, you have discharges. Anywhere you are, you discharge something. And you have to realize that discharge out from your natural being is dirty, filthy, and it's contagious. Making everything dirty, and making everyone dirty, and making everywhere dirty and contagious. It's easy for you to stay away from leprosy. It is not so easy for you to stay away from the human discharges, from the effect of the human discharges. So we need Christ. <laughs> we need Christ. We need his death. We need his resurrection. We need his spirit. We need his life. And we need his word. These are the various parts in which we could be and in which we should be. We should be all the day in the death of Christ, in his resurrection, in his spirit, in his divine life, and in his holy word. This is our lodging. This is our doiling. This is the place where we all should be. And I must tell you, my lesson that I have learned in the Christian life is just to try not to move out of these five things. Don't move yourself out of the death of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, the spirit of Christ, the life of Christ, and the word of Christ. Always remain in these five things. Then you are okay. Then the church life is okay. Then you could live a revival you can live an overcoming life day by day in the death, resurrection, spirit, life, and word of Christ. It's really good to end on such a positive note, Ed. We've spent uh, several programs now exploring these negative things and the effect of this leprosy. 
which is the sin that's within us, the source of rebellion, and has so many outward manifestations in our flesh. But yet these discharges are even more damaging, potentially. The issue, the effect is more serious than that of leprosy. Uh, he talked about five items that could save us. said, review these for us and develop this. This was really helpful. Yeah, these five items are marvelous. We need the death of Christ. We need the resurrection of Christ. We need the spirit of Christ. We need the life of Christ. And we need the word of Christ. And Chris, I would like to stress again, this verse, Ephesians 5.26, is such a big verse in the New Testament because it talks about how we need to be sanctified and how we need to be cleansed by the washing of the water in the word. Chris, the word The Word has water in it. This water is the Spirit, and the Spirit has the elements of the death of Christ and resurrection of Christ in it. So again, I want to emphasize we need to be in the Word every day. Chris, there's only two real items in the universe that are pure, and that's God and His Word. You know, Psalm 12, 6, it says, The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. That's that's really pure. Yes. And in Psalm 119, verse 140, the psalmist says to the Lord, he says, your words are very pure, therefore your servant loves them. So the Lord's words are pure. And Chris, I would just like to add one thing, you know, and I think you and I enjoy this very much. When we get into the word, it's a good thing to take the word by means of all prayer. Like Ephesians six seventeen and 18 tells us to receive the sword of the Spirit, which Spirit is the Word of God by means of all prayer. So, Chris, the first thing we should do as Christians when we wake up in the morning, we need to have a time with the Lord, we need to open up our Bible, and we need to use the words of the Bible and pray those back to the Lord. Read the Bible, but read the words of the Bible with prayer, in prayer, and by prayer. And that word will become the washing water to cleanse you, purify you, and wash you from all these natural things that are unclean discharges in his sight. Anyway, Chris, thank the Lord that we have the washing of the water in the word, and we need this washing every day. It's a daily matter. We should never take a vacation from the word. We need to be in the washing of the word every day to wash us and purify us from all of our uncleanness. You know, at a lot of times we come to the Lord and maybe we've set aside a time to pray and we really don't have much to say. You know, we spend time trying to think, what should I say to the Lord? How about what you just suggested, Ed? We just pick up the Bible and take a portion of God's own word and turn that into our prayer back to him. Exactly. This is the way we can let the word dwell in us richly. Chris, I just think it's marvelous. If you take John 1, 1, for example, in the beginning was the Word, you can tell the Lord, you could say, oh, Lord, thank you that in the beginning was the Word. Lord, thank you I can begin the day with you as the Word. I want to have a new beginning with you. And Lord, forgive me for leaving you as the Word. I like to come back to you as the Word of God. Thank you in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. Oh, thank you the Word was with God, Lord. Thank you the Word was God. Oh, I praise you that you're God, and my God is the Word. See, I just prayed over that verse for our listeners. And you can use the whole Bible as a prayer book in that way, and you could be washed from all your uncleanness. And not only that, this is the way the Lord prepares us to be his bride. Hmm. A big topic. We'll come back to it at another time, Ed. I wish we had more time for this. What you touched at the end here was really helpful. 
these messages are immeasurably invaluable. That was a, a phrase I think we used at the beginning of the program, and we'll close it the same way. Our toll-free number, if you'd like to find out about receiving the printed messages that have even more detail and development on these topics, is one eight 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 Life Study. That's eight 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 five four three three seven eight eight. You can write to us, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or send us an email message. Just send it to radio at lsm.org. For Ed Marks Today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. If you'd like to read the works of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, just visit our website, ministrybooks.org. From there, you'll find over 600 complete titles available to read online free of charge. Witness Lee's ministry stood squarely on the shoulders of his mentor and co-worker, Watchman Nee as well as those of countless ministers of the New Testament throughout the ages. The riches contained in his life study of the Bible represent the top, the cream of his 70-plus years of ministry and range in topic from lessons for new believers to commentary and exposition on passages from every book of the Bible. But they all contain practical and deeper truths about the Christian life. Again, this wonderful online resource is available to you free of charge at ministrybooks.org. If you have questions or comments about this ministry or the program you heard today, email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening today.